Good morning. On behalf of the family, we would like to thank you for your presence here today, your show of love, support, and concern during this their time of sorrow and bereavement is very much appreciated. And on behalf of the church family here at Calvary Bible, we would like to extend our sympathies to the bereaved family. We know that God is able to provide the grace and the strength that you need in dealing with the loss of a dear loved one. I'm going to ask Pastor Brad Smith if he'd come now and open us in a word of prayer. Will you bow your heads this morning as we look to the Lord to give us peace and comfort during this time of heartache and sorrow in our lives today? Our most gracious Heavenly Father that created this day, great is your faithfulness. They are new every morning, the mercies of God. And Father, right now, though we know that you created this day, you knew long ago what this day would bring to this family and to these individuals or friends that are gathered here today. Lord, we know that you have prepared our hearts to receive heartache and sorrow because we know that you are the great comforter. You promised in your word that you would send for us a paracletos, a comforter that would come and give us peace that passes all understanding. And right now in the midst of these individuals, we just invite the Holy Spirit to come to be in our midst, that great third person of the Trinity, that has come to dwell among us in this meeting today. Father, bring comfort to those individuals, loved ones, close family and friends today. And Lord, give us a mindset that we know that soon and very soon, maybe today, Lord, that we'll go and be raptured up, the saints of God will be caught up, and we'll be joined to be with you forever and forever and put amongst eternity. So right now, Lord, we just ask you to be with each individual that shares in this morning, speak to their hearts today, and Lord, let it be a, a comfort to each one that is here gathered together, and be with us throughout the entirety of this day. In your name we pray, amen. Good morning to everyone. So happy to have you here with us to celebrate the passing of uh, my younger brother, Robert, and uh, we're gonna ask you to stand except for the family as we sing the hymn, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. <clears throat> Wow. 
Thank you, and you may be seated. My son, William, is coming to read the obituary for us. Robert H. Sands, my best-looking uncle. And I had to tell you that because in pretty much every phone call we had, he told me he was. I never told Uncle Donald and Uncle Wade because I didn't want to cause no strife between the brothers, but every time we got on the phone, he'd tell me, boy, you know, I'm your best-looking uncle, you know, so. Anyway. Uncle Robert was born in Nassau, Bahamas, October the 5th, 1939, to Hartley and Flory Sands, also of Abaco. He was the ninth child. Uncle Robert enjoyed a happy and normal childhood, completed his schooling at the Seventh-day Adventist School, Wolf Road. He accepted Christ as a savior at an early age and lived an exemplary life. He spent some time working at the Royal Bank of Canada, and later he became the manager and then owner of the Shell gas station in Wolf Road. Later, Robert met his wife, Carol Ann Evans of the United States, and they were married in 1961. The Lord blessed him with his son, Dave, on October the 6th, 1962. In the late 60s, Uncle Robert, Carol, and Dave moved to Lakeland, Florida, where the Lord again blessed him with another child, daughter Kelly, on May the 18th, 1977. Robert worked for many years in Lakeland as financial manager for Chrysler Credit, and then he went on to conduct his own business exporting new and used vehicles. He was successful in this business up until the time of his passing. Robert was an avid golfer, loving and devoted husband, father, grandfather, uncle, and friend to everyone. He was known to keep a pocket full of fox mints in his, in his pocket to, pa to pass around to children and to others who crossed his path. He lived in a, gate, in a gated senior community and was always ready to meet the needs of other residents. Uncle Robert passed away on Monday, May the 9th, 2016, after a brief illness. He was predeceased by his wife, Carol, brothers, Ranny, Walter, Donald, and then sisters, Vangie Carey, Faye Kemp, and Enos Aubrey, and left behind to cherish forever in our hearts his daughter, Lawrence, his kids, Dave Sands and Kelly Newman, his grandchildren, Megan Newman and Jackson Newman, his daughter-in-law, Lori Sands, his brothers, Wade Sands and William Billy Sands, his brother-in-law, Alan Aubrey, sisters-in-law, Priscilla Sands and Jeannie Sands, nieces, Melanie Hart, Deborah Lamb, Denise Higgs, Deidre Barr, Darlene Smith, Sharon Kemp, and Bonnie Thompson, his nephews, Tony Sands, Reginald Sands, Donnie Carey, Andrew Sands, Paul Sands, Stephen Kemp, and me, William Sands. Thank you. Carpenter of Galilee 
And lately I am no exception to the rule But home is so much more than those windows, walls and doors It's a warm embrace where a smiling face is waiting you sun is the light, the place I've been dreaming of so long. Loved ones stand to welcome me, but his sweet face will be the first I'll see. When my journey's over, I is the light, the place I've been dreaming of so long. Loved ones stand to welcome me, but his sweet face will be the first I'll see when my journey's This time I'm going to call on Kelly Newman, Donnie, uh, Donnie Roberts, uh, first and last daughter. Okay, I'm reading Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I also have a little piece um, just to talk about my dad. Um, my dad never met a stranger. He could talk to anyone and would talk to everyone he encountered. Um, he had no problem interacting with every child he came across, baby, young, child, anything. He loved his grandkids. He would help. He looked forward to spending time with them every other weekend and uh, would help with anything that they needed. Um, and he'd also help with anyone that needed help if he could. Um, he loved sitting in the kitchen, playing games with his neighbors. He was always the scorekeeper because he was really good at the math. Uh, sharp, very sharp-minded. He could remember every address and phone number of every house we ever lived in. Um, and he was very wise and wanted to share his knowledge with anyone uh, and his experience with, with everyone. 
Um, he liked playing golf. He liked watching golf. Um, he liked watching things like Shark Tank, Dr. Phil, American Idol, and the Gaithers. It's a variety. Um, I would call him just about every other day after work, talk about work, and tell him the ups and downs of my job. And he may not have understood everything that I was talking about, but you know, it, he was always there to listen, and that's all that you need. I love my daddy, and I'm not, not sure what I will do without him. There's a big hole in my heart that I cannot be filled, but I try to take comfort in the truth that he is no longer suffering and that he is with Jesus, my mom, his brothers and sisters, his parents, and many others who have passed on before him. Thank you all for being here today. If you could see me now 
just to add a bit to what Kelly was talking about <clears throat> earlier, uh, Jeannie and I had the privilege of um, going up to Lakeland right after we heard that he had passed away. We called Dottie and asked if she would like us to come up, and she said yes. So we were happy to do that, went up and spent a few days. But they had a memorial service there in Lakeland, and as Kelly, Kelly already said, it's a golfing community. But it was amazing to see and hear the comments of everyone in that community. Everyone that we spoke with, it's just amazing. And I know Robert because that's my younger brother and he and I were probably closer than any of the other brothers because Wade is, was older than I. There were two sisters in between and brothers don't hang out with sisters. And, but Robert and I hang out, hung out quite a bit together. And whenever I'd go to Lakeland and we were going to the auction or wherever, he would turn on the gospel station and we would sing together. He loved to sing. He's a sand, so um, I took that as the reason, but we would do that a lot. But the people there in the community, which is what I started out with, you couldn't believe the comments that they would give. I mean, he was there for them every beck and call. So he was that type of person. And just wanted to add that to Kelly's remarks, and thank you, Kelly, for that and to my great nieces for that song. We're gonna stand now and sing, When Peace Like a River Attendeth My Way.
Thank you so much. You may be seated. At this time, we we'll turn the pulpit over to Brother Tommy Albright. Once again today, we're reminded of the brevity of life. And there's only one place that we can turn to for encouragement at this time. And that's the word of God for hope and for strength. God is more than adequate for each situation and circumstance of life. Unless the rapture occurs during our lifetime, all of us will experience death. The Bible tells us that death will be the last enemy to be conquered, for it is an enemy. In Job chapter 14 and verse, verses 1 and 2, we are told, Man who is born of a woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower, he comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. And then also in Psalm 39, verses 4 and 5. Lord, make me to know my end, and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. Behold, you have made my days as handbreadths, and my lifetime as nothing in your sight. Surely every man had his, had his best is a mere breath. And then that famous little word in the Psalms, Selah. Pause. Think about that. And then in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes the judgment. My question to you who are gathered here this morning, are you prepared to meet your appointment with death? In the physical realm, when we have appointments, we know the day, the time, and where we're going. When it comes to death, we know none of that. It's an appointment. If God tarries, we will have to meet. Our brother Robert was prepared because he knew Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. For a brief time this morning, I'd like to take a look at a familiar psalm, Psalm 121. In verses 1 and 2, we are told that God is our helper. In verses 3 and 4, God is our keeper. In verses 5 and 6, God is our protector. And in verses 7 and 8, God is our preserver. Verses 1 and 2 say, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The psalmist does not look to creation, but to the creator for his help. He says, my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. We see complete reliance on the Lord, the one true God, the king of all creation. Question, who are you relying on this morning? Hebrews 13 and five says, I will never desert you nor will I ever forsake you. And then in Psalm 46, a very familiar Psalm, verses one and two, God is, present tense, our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains should slip 
into the heart of the sea. Brother Robert had the assurance that his help came from the great creator and sustainer of the universe. God was his helper. Continuing on in verses 3 and 4 of Psalm 121. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Here we see that God is always on the job, so to speak. He never slumbers or sleeps. Of this we can be assured. When our way becomes difficult or treacherous, we know he is watching over us with constant care. He will not allow your foot to slip. He is the one in whom the believer may put unfaltering trust. He will keep us. John 14 verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And then in Psalm 56 and verse 11, In God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Brother Robert had the assurance that his God, his helper, could be depended upon. Even in difficult times, he had unfaltering trust. God was his keeper. And then in verses 5 and 6 of Psalm 121, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Here we have the insurance of God's unfailing protection, no matter what may distress or threaten us. He is alongside us as a bodyguard to shield us from, to shield his home from harm day or night. We have the guarantee that our protector is none other than the Lord himself. Psalm 23 and verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Brother Robert had the assurance that the Lord himself, sovereign God of the universe, was his bodyguard, shielding him from all evil. God was his protector. And the last two verses, 7 and 8 in Psalm 121, The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. In these verses, we have the assurance concerning all of life. Nothing comes into the life of the believer apart from God's permissive will. He is our preserver during times of sickness, suffering, and death. We sometimes question why. How much more can we endure, we ask. However, it's on these occasions, if we are a trusting child of God, that we can know that God is working all things together for good in our lives. Romans 8:28 says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. 
In the King James Version, the words keep, keeper, and preserve each occur three times. In this Psalm 121, together they declare that no one is as secure as the person who is in Christ, who knows Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Brother Robert had the assurance that his God protected him, that nothing happened in his life apart from God's knowledge, that he overruled in all things in order to accomplish his purpose. God was his preserver. Death is considered by many as the worst thing that could possibly happen to a person. These folks have no hope. How sad when there is hope for eternity through the precious Son of God, Jesus Christ. Question, where is your hope today? You can experience the same assurance that Brother Robert had by placing your faith and trust in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Admit you are a sinner in need of a savior. Believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ on your behalf. He took your place on the cross, bearing the penalty for your sin. He was your substitute. Accept him by faith and thank him for offering himself as a sacrifice for you. I know that Brother Robert's desire would be that all of you experience that blessed hope, the assurance of being secure in him. No one is as secure as the person who has the Lord Jesus Christ as his or her only hope. He was Brother Robert's hope. And we know on the assurance from God's word that he is now absent from the body and present with his Lord. If you are here this morning and don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I trust that you will make that all-important decision today and place faith and trust in Christ's finished work on Calvary and be able to say with assurance, God is my helper. God is my keeper. God is my protector. God is my preserver. I will trust him in life and in death. Brother Dave Lamb comes to close us in prayer. I'm going to ask you to do something that uh, maybe you don't normally do at a funeral, but that's just me. If you'll stand, family and friends, and if you were standing by yourself, I want you to find somebody to hold hands with. I want you to grab hold of that person's hand. And I want you to look into that person's eyes and do two things before we pray. I want you to say, first of all, I love you. I'm not perfect, so forgive me. Some of us, that's a revelation. But last of all, I need you in my life. Because we do. Love Uncle Robert. Played golf with him. And the first thing he taught me about golf was count every stroke. Count every stroke. And today we need to count every stroke. Family, friends, 
acquaintances, whoever. Let's make sure we count them today. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we hold hands, as we love one another, that we will show to the world the greatest force on this planet, and that is Christ living in us. Lord, your Holy Spirit says the same Christ who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. So when it comes our time to die, we know at one point we're going to be resurrected by that same power, the same resurrection power of Christ. Bring our hearts together. Bring our families together. Bring our homes together. And Father, I pray today that the Holy Spirit that is in this house will indeed live in us for the rest of our days. We pray that in Jesus' name. And if it doesn't bother you, you, may, you might want to hug the person next to you. God bless you.